Hello and welcome to episode three of Cancer with Craig, managing your illness like a project. My name is Kirk Faulkner and with me as always is Mr. Craig Faulkner. Good to be here, Kirk. Welcome home. And it is great to be home. That is an understatement, of course. Uh, You got back from the hospital yesterday. That's right. After a 14-day stay, it was the longest 14 days of my life, (laughs) without a doubt. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about, first off, you've been gone for two weeks. What's the best thing about being home? I think the best thing about being home is I had a successful stem cell transplant. I'm home now and I can kind of have a sigh of relief that that major step in my treatment has been accomplished. But over and above that, I think one of the things that I was looking forward to the most was just a quiet environment. Yeah, just uh, some good old peace and quiet. Oh my goodness. I mean, hospitals, uh, hospitals is anyone that has been there for a day or, or longer. They're a hub of activity and you're being poked and prodded and on and on and on and on. And it's just not a quiet or relaxing environment. Just in the times I was there, I would guess that I heard five different kinds of alarms. Like yep. there's beepings, there's buzzings, there was a code red uh, that went on while we were there one day. Like just seems like no no end of interruptions. Yeah, not to mention the code blues. <laughs> <laughs> code blue, code black. That's right. There's all of them. Yeah. Um, so now that you're back, what are your plans to take advantage of this time, this downtime? I'm going to answer that in a kind of a roundabout way. When I went into the hospital, I was told that it was going to be anywhere from two to two and a half weeks. So I was forewarned. And so what I did is I put together a, a briefcase. I put together my luggage and I had all my digital uh, electronics and I had, I mean, it went on and on. I mean, I thought I was going in there, you know, not feel real well for a few days, but then I'd be able to get productive quickly. I've got to tell you that I had very little energy. The first uh, five to eight days, I I like to say I was Rip Van Winkle. I think I slept 18 hours plus a day. And not only did I not have any energy, I had no interest, no interest in doing anything. I didn't turn on the TV. I didn't listen to music. I didn't listen to podcasts, nothing, zero, no motivation. I remember I would come in and make kind of pitches to you about things I was watching on Netflix and new movies and you just couldn't have cared less like it just was like just washed right past you you're like no 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 <laughs> and uh so i've, I've got to say that that was a little alarming to me because there are very few times in my life where i have really felt that like that now back to your question you know what what are the next few weeks hold for me and and what am i looking forward to i'm looking forward to hopping back into a lot of different projects i have i'm looking forward to continuing to expand this podcast i've had some really gratifying experiences already with it. I was just on the phone earlier today with a, with a cancer patient. We were kind of sharing journeys with each other and trying to pump each other up. That's really what I'm looking forward to. That part of me that I thought was going to push forward in the hospital, I'm looking forward to that re-engaging and really being home just for one day and in these, in these really comfortable surroundings. I really feel like that's going to happen. Awesome. Yeah, it's, I think that, uh, you know, just today we've been going over the podcast and how we're putting it up online. And I was able to tell you about some of the people who reached out. So it's exciting that the podcast is out there and is uh, it's actually making some waves now. So that's uh, got to yeah. increase your interest in that. Absolutely. And then you were also mentioning to me about looking into like improving diet and and figuring out the right kind of exercise. Yeah, I'll tell you that we eat pretty healthy in general. But as I look at the next 12 months and beyond, I can tell that getting really wrapping my head around my diet, my uh, caloric intake, what I'm drinking, whether it's, you know, water, throwing out the diet sodas, replacing it with with water. I mean, there's a lot of real small things that I think I can do that will give me that that renewed energy. Speaking 
speaking of food, that was one of the hard things about the stay in the hospital. Of course, anybody that's familiar with chemo knows that one of the side effects is nausea and you just flat out don't have an appetite. One of the things that I found I could eat, about the only thing I found I could eat were these rustic mashed potatoes that they served. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I'd order every uh, dinner, I'd order rustic mashed potatoes, and then I would uh, cut up kind of a dried up chicken breast wow. and uh, wrap uh, the potatoes around it, and I was able to get it down. Uh, so <laughs> so I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to some some uh, decent food, a healthy food that will, will not only be good for my body, but will be good for my spirit, you know, kind of comfort food. That's good. Yeah. So the other thing just to share with you, of course, this wouldn't come as any surprise, but getting back in your own bed, oh my gosh, after 14 days, you know, I've, I've done camping before. This was a lot different than camping. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess whenever you travel, it's always good to get back in your own bed. And last night, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So any big goals or concerns now that you're back home? Like, are, is there things that you want to accomplish with this time? Is there things that you are being more careful about? Well, I do need to be careful pushing too hard because one of, in fact, my my brother-in-law who lives up in Orange County, Steve, uh, just reached out to me and he said, hey, you know, he cautioned me, be careful. Remember, your immune system is non-existent. And so that is a really good reminder that in terms of how I manage this illness over the next really 60 to 90 days, I've got to be very, very careful because the chemo nukes your immune system. The stem cells that they pull out of you and put back in will help build that immune system up, but it takes months to do that. And so I really hope to be able to enjoy the beauty of Rancho Santa Fe, of our house, and really continue to push this podcast along, continue to work on other projects. You know, you and I are working on a book that I've been anxious to get done, and I've got a couple of other little projects up my sleeve too. Yeah. Just a, a back on the on making sure that you're not contaminated. You were mentioning something to me that you've noticed about human beings. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, this is, a, this is a funny thing. I think that as I have told people about my journey and as uh, they've wanted to, you know, in, in, in all sincerity, wanted to, you know, pay a visit or reach out, I've, I've, I've never found one person that's really ever been sick or had a sore throat or anyone in their family sick. And <laughs> they just won't admit to it. <laughs> they just won't admit to it. So I, I've mentioned this earlier to you that I really have to have, you know, some sort of power of discernment. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone's lying intentionally. I think sometimes we just overlook it. Yeah. And it would be the kiss of death right now for me to get the flu, for me to get a sore throat, or just a common cold, because all of that can turn very, very, very quickly into pneumonia or other things that would be very hard for me to recoup from. It's a, it's a funny thing too, because I, I know nobody wants to get you sick, but at the same time, it's like, it's something like your brain won't even like let you admit that you have like a cough or something. Cause there's no, there's no malice behind it, but people really are, they don't want to admit to being sick. Oh, that's right. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't. Yeah, I guess not. I yeah. still don't want to admit to being sick. You are making a <laughs> podcast about being sick. That's right. <laughs> and I'm in denial. Well, it sounds like you got a lot of really fun stuff planned. I'm excited to work on the book and the podcast with you too. Is there anything you'd like to talk to the listeners? We've 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 had well over 100 downloads of the first uh, episode by now. Great, the second episode great. should be up pretty soon. And I know at least two people have reached out and, and said that they really enjoyed hearing about your journey. One of my friends reached out and told me about his father who's going, he's five years into a, a multiple myeloma diagnosis. So it's nice to be tying into a community. Do you have anything to say to the community of uh, cancer patients out there or anybody can, in, involved with it? 
you know, I don't pretend to have as serious as multiple myeloma is. I, I know there are other people that are certainly a lot more ill than I am. One of the things that I became really cognizant of when I was in the hospital was I just, the walls kind of started to move in on me mm-hmm. and I felt claustrophobic just a little bit. And that's a very foreign feeling to me. I would say that for those of us with terminal diseases, you've got to be willing to let some of those feelings come your way and not have them just freak you out, not mm-hmm. have them depress you to the point where you freeze up, but know and have confidence that you'll pass through that tunnel. And that's what I found happened to me over this last 14 day period. I'm at home now. Marilyn is cooking phenomenal. I had, I had a shepherd's pie last night, which was delicious. I couldn't eat much of it, but I'm looking forward to round two tonight. And so I, I see myself coming out of that claustrophobic tunnel. Now I'm back home. I'm back able to work on this project, you know, my health, as well as other projects. And I think it goes without saying that we have to buoy each other up as, as individuals who have these illnesses and really encourage others who are going through that period of time where they're, where they're locked up a little bit, that you, you will come out of that. And, and I certainly did. And uh, to anyone out there who would like to get something directly to Craig, you can always fill out the contact form at craigjfaulkner.com. Your Twitter is craigfaulkner underscore. And there's a Craig Faulkner Facebook page. There's almost It's almost too hard not to get a hold of you. It's, it's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> um, awesome. Well, is there anything else we need to cover today? Or No, I think that's it. It's uh, Again, it's a beautiful day here in San Diego, California. Looking forward to continuing to document the journey. And speaking for your friends and family, we couldn't be more excited to have you home. Thank you. All right. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you next time.